Hello, and welcome to an Indie Author's Life podcast. I am your host, Leah Howard, and today is episode 14, the topic of which will be self-editing um, to include the use of beta readers. Now, I have touched upon self-editing in previous podcast episodes, although it has not been the main topic of, of previous episodes. Through my website, I have published several blog posts about self-editing, so a lot of the information that I'm going to have in my podcast episode will be similar to what I've already written. It's just I wanted to have an episode devoted to the topic. So self-editing. By self-editing, I mean you as an author. You are the sole editor. There is no one else. You don't have a literary agent or agency that has an editing component to it. You are not contracted with a publishing house. You do not hire an editor to work on your book. So you are the editor. So this is this podcast episode is dedicated to those type of independent authors. So through my own experience, as well as speaking with other authors within the publishing world or speaking with other writers and like writers groups or writers workshops, there is a very common consensus that you don't do the two at the same time. So you separate your writing from your editing. By that I mean go ahead and write your entire book. Don't stop and edit every chapter because it interrupts your flow. You want to go ahead and write, 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 stop, and when you're finished with the entire work, you want to put a break between you being a writer and you editing it. And that break is, I recommend two weeks, but it needs to be at least a week because what you're doing is you're trying to distance yourself from what your intentions were as a writer and you're trying to come in with fresh eyes as a reader. Not just a reader, but an editor. You're analyzing scenes. You're analyzing dialogue. You're evaluating things. And you want to distance yourself from what you intended to do and be able to accurately view it as this is what I actually did and to evaluate it at that point. So again, a separation between writing and editing, I think is uh, very important. So I write a book. Like I said, I wait about two weeks and then I go back and do the first editing pass. Now for self-editing, even writers who have a literary agent, who have publishing houses, who have editors, they do this. You're not going to send your editor your first draft ever (laughs) because you want to make sure it makes sense to you before you send it off to someone else because you don't want to waste their time. So the first pass is very important when you are going back to evaluate your work. You're looking at, does the tone of the book make sense? If it's a mystery, if I'm going to seed you know, clues in the book, do those clues pay off? If I have a red herring, was it an intended red herring or did I, oops, drop a plot point? So you're going to go back through and, and look at it. You're going to make sure the dialogue makes sense. Do I know who is speaking to who? Does any type of action scenes, and it can, it doesn't even have to be like a fighting action scenes. If you're walking across the room and picking up something, does it, do you accurately convey that information? Does it make sense? If you have a character in the room and a scene, is that character doing anything? Or did you just forget that you had them in there and you're like, oops, do they even need to be here? Or do I need to give them something to do? So you're analyzing it through through that. 
when you're editing also your first pass, don't go back and start writing. Go ahead and edit the entire thing. So if you need to rework a dialogue scene, highlight it and put a comment on it and say rework dialogue, I, I missed this part. And then move on, continue to edit. If you need to rework an action scene or you need to re-block something or you have a character in there and you haven't determined whether you need to remove the character or if you need to give them something to do, just highlight it and say, this character's in there with nothing to do, leave or give something to do. And then just move on. Again, you're, you're editing, you're not writing, you're editing. Because there are different parts of your brain that you use from a creative standpoint when you're writing versus an, an analytical standpoint when you're editing and I, I I think it's easier to separate the two and not overlap them so you go ahead and do your first pass um, it can be on the computer or you can print it off whichever way that you prefer I do recommend at some point to print off what you're editing at least once so there's um, they've done studies about this where when you're reading something on the screen versus reading something on a piece of paper is a different process. When you're making notes, typing it into a computer versus physically handwriting a note. Um, this isn't just for writing or editing, this is also for studying. They've done, st um, you know, if you're reading a book or making notes on a piece of paper versus on the screen, there's a different part of your brain that's used and people who tend to write things down physically, it, it has a little bit more depth to it. So this might seem a little odd, but you know, who am I to argue with a neuroscientist? So if you, um, when you, whenever you do whatever part of the process you do, print it off to to edit. Get a physical highlighter. Get pens. You can have different colors to mean different things. Some of them could be like like your grammar pen, and one could be like your dialogue pen, and then one can be for oops, I forgot this was even in there pen. Or you can just have one color pen for everything. Um, I do recommend that you don't use a red pen. <laughs> we have a Pavlovian response to red pens just because like when we were students in school and stuff like that, if you turned in your work to a uh, teacher, they would always mark it with a red pen and you have a an idea that red pen equals bad. So they've also done studies about that. So if you do do a pen, I, I would recommend that you not use a, a red pen. You can use any other color that you'd like. And also um, not to use a black pen, just because if you, when you print it off on a piece of paper, you have black ink and black pen tends to run into the black ink, so it, it doesn't pop as much. So there you go, you do a first pass edit, either on the computer or on a piece of paper, maybe wait a day and then, or two, and then go back and whatever you've blocked off as needing to be reworked, you go ahead and do that. But I, again, I wouldn't stop editing just to start writing. So, and you want to have a little bit of a break between the two. And then after you've written, rewritten the work, I would probably wait about three or four days and then go back and, and see if that makes sense. Do another editing pass and you can do a third editing pass and a fourth editing pass. And you want to do an editing pass until once you've run through and you're editing, you're not really noticing too many things. And then at that point um, is when I would reach out to your beta readers. So beta readers, I have spoken about beta readers in previous podcast episode 
as it's kind of its own topic. So I won't go into too much detail, but beta readers can be anyone. They can be friends, they can be family, they can be someone if you part of a writing group, maybe they're a fellow author who has agreed to, you know, you be their beta reader and they'll be your beta reader. So however it is, so beta readers are there not in an editing capacity, but they are part of the editing process. I'm very feel strongly about beta readers. So beta readers are there to make sure that as a regular reader of the book that doesn't know anything about the process, does your book make sense? If they're like, you know what, I kind of remember your old book, but I don't remember it that much, and you do reference several things about it, but you don't really go into detail, maybe you should add some more about like what happened in another book, like a recap, like you need to go more in depth than your recap, or they'll talk about, uh, I don't know what this is trying to say, or they'll give you feedback about that. They're not really there for grammar syntax or any type of editing, like grammar editing. Having said that, sometimes you do have a beta reader that that's actually what their specialty is, and so they're not going to really give you feedback about characterization or tone of the book or anything like that. They literally will kind of do like a little grammar pass or a syntax dialogue pass, that sort of thing. And it's a good idea to have the various different beta readers that you have. If they're all looking for characterization and tone, then maybe no one will catch a little thing. So I, I like to have a couple of different beta readers that kind of, you know, I ask this beta reader, hey, could you make sure that these things are kind of what you focus on? And another one who's really, really good at um, grammar and syntax, I ask them to kind of focus on that and don't worry about the characters. I have someone else that, that's working on that. But if they see anything, you know, feel free to, to let me know. And beta readers are not paid. They do it, you know, they take time out of their day to do this. So it's a good idea if you have beta readers to show your appreciation. And that can be with, if you know, they're, if they're someone that you know in person, you know, taking them out to lunch, you know, a time or two. Or if it's uh, someone that you met online, a distant beta reader, then maybe, you know, a little, I don't know, gift card or something like that every once in a while, um, just to show, again, your appreciation. So again, for self-editing, I recommend one that you write, separate your writing from your editing so by a couple of weeks and then go back and start editing and do not write while you're editing. So write, break, edit, smaller break, and then go back and rewrite anything. And two, at some point, have a printout of what you've written and do at least one editing pass on a piece of paper with pens and highlighters. And three, have beta readers and you know show appreciation to your beta readers. And you're not going to catch everything and just give yourself a break. It is very hard to 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 go back in and be objective sometimes. So, you know, oops, I missed it and move on, fix it for future editions, you know, apologize for it if if you have a once it's published, if you have a reader come to you and kind of show you some things, you're like, thank you for catching that. I will go back and fix it and just move on. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast devoted to self-editing and use of beta readers. And this is it for this month's podcast. Uh, next month, February, we'll have the 15th podcast and have a great rest of your day.